0: today we uh, for lunch we went out to Hartzell went to this little homemade sandwich shop and got sandwiches and um, it was it was just a nice place to go so I took some cute pictures of Marilyn and the sunflowers and uh, Anyways, we're after after we're done with this, we're me and Colleen have been doing a lot of work this week on just learning. Just learning and, and and being able to do this and we feel blessed to be able to do this. Um, and and it reminded me there is a there is a Spanish proverb that that says ooh, let me turn this on. A Spanish proverb that says that an ounce of mother is worth a pound of clergy. <laughs> it is a bit of folk wisdom that it's been shared uh, down from, from generations and it reminds us that our parents and especially our mothers in this saying are the most important teachers of our, of our religious values. It reminds us of how important our job is as, as parents. It reminds us that we, that we should not be letting the schools, the government, the church, uh, the church's children's class, the, the youth group raise our children in that and that that is our job an ounce of parenting is worth far more than a pound of clergy Uh, paul writes he writes to his protege timothy in, in his second letter to him he says i am reminded of your sincere faith a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother lois and your mother eunice and now i am sure dwells in you as well The important women of faith in our lives have a tremendous role in how we end up in our life. Um, Fathers or father figures are very important, but how crucial are those who are mother figures in our lives and and their teachings of the kingdom? So today, I'm going to try and present a pound of clergy, but an ounce of mother. (laughs) We are a fellowship of difference. D-i-f-f-e-r-e-n-t-s. This is a picture of Barnum and Bailey's Circus Freaks. I think it's dated 1926 if I looked down there correctly. We are, we are different people like they are, but, but with a singular focus. So we are a fellowship of, of difference. Colossians uh, chapter 1, starting in verse 15, he says, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by Him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through Him and for Him. And He is before all things. And in him, all things hold hold together. Jesus is the agent of creation. He is the the goal of of creation. It says here, he's the sustainer of creation. All things are held together in him. Now think about the atom, right? Uh, You boys have learned about the atom with protons and neutrons and electrons swirling all around one another. And Paul says we know what holds it all together. Uh, What about the earth and how we revolve around the sun? Uh, and, And how this balance of not being too far or not being too close or being tilted too far, maybe just a little bit too much, that would one of those things would either freeze or burn us up, burn the whole earth up, or freeze the whole earth. And what suspends and holds that in this perfect tension. Well, Paul says it's Jesus. He goes on and he says, and he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace By the blood of his cross. What Paul is saying is is that Jesus is He's sovereign, right? He is the agent, the goal, He's our goal. He's he's our sustainer of creation. He reigns, He rules, He is, He is God. Let's look at the message paraphrase. It says, We look at this Son and see the God who cannot be seen. We look at this sun and see God's original purpose in everything created for everything, absolutely everything, above and below, visible and invisible, rank after rank of angels, everything got started in him and finds its purpose in him. He was there before any of it came into existence and holds it all together right up to this moment. And when it comes to the church, he organizes and holds it together like a head does a body. He was supreme in the beginning and leading the resurrection parade. He is supreme in the end. From beginning to end, he's there, towering far above everything, everyone. So spacious is he, so roomy that everything of God finds its proper place in him without crowding. Not only that, but all the broken and dislocated pieces of the universe, people and things, animals and atoms, get properly fixed and fit together in vibrant harmonies, all because of his death, his blood that poured down from the cross. You yourselves are a case study of what he does. At one time, you all had your backs turned to God, thinking rebellious thoughts of him, giving him trouble every chance you got. But now, by giving himself completely at the cross, actually dying for you, Christ brought you over to God's side and put your lives together, whole and holy, in his presence. You don't walk away from a gift like that. You stay grounded and steady in that bond of trust. Constantly tuned in to the message. Careful not to be distracted or diverted. There is no other message, just this one. Every creature under heaven gets the same message. I, Paul, am a messenger of this message. This paraphrase says that you're a case study in what God does. Uh, your, Your life is a case study of how the one who put the universe together continues to put us together. Think about the ones that Jesus chose to be to be his disciples the twelve apostles they're all Jewish men yes but think about the group that Jesus that he, that he puts together you have you have those who are his followers that are that are fishermen um, and then you have the polar opposite ends of the spectrum with with Matthew you have a tax collector and he works for the government he works for for the man he exploited his own people. Um, He exploited them in order to make a profit for those that oppressed the Jews. And he also made a profit for himself. And then at the other end of this spectrum, you have Simon the Zealot. Um, These were were religious zealots. They would kill anyone who who wasn't as orthodox and religious as they were. And, And Jesus puts together this crazy group of difference. That's the sovereignty of God and sovereignty of Jesus It is the fulfillment of God's design in creative order. As we read in Colossians in verses 19 and 20, he says, For God was pleased to have all of his fullness dwell in him. There's nothing in Christ that lacks being God. Jesus is fully God. And through him to reconcile, to make right, to bring to himself, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Going to uh, Colossians chapter two, in verse nine, it says, for in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily and you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. Paul says you have you have been given fullness in Christ. Not only is Jesus fully God, right, and he and he lacks nothing, but you too have been given fullness in Christ. You lack nothing if you're in Christ. I'm smiling when I say that, right? You lack nothing. In uh, in 1 John, which which dad did such a great job covering, he'll say, make my joy complete. Be one in Christ. It's beyond the biological family. God's family makes up the church. His church in love and grace and, and connection. There's this show called The Greatest Showman. I have not seen it. I did a little research on it, but it's supposed to have Hugh Jackman portraying P.T. Barnum of Barnum & Bailey's Circus here. And in the show, there's supposed to be the bearded lady who sings beautifully, and there's supposed to be a tattooed guy. There's acrobats and a 500 pound man and the Irish giant. And P.T. Barnum goes around advertising for one thing, he goes around advertising for freaks and oddities and misfits. And those freaks and oddities and misfits become a family. They become become a fellowship. And that's like this, this this is a painting of the parable that Jesus tells in Matthew uh, chapter 22 of the wedding banquet. And this is what it reminds me of. This king has prepared this wedding banquet and he sends his servants to go out to those who would be expected Uh, and invites them to come, the expected ones, and yet they refuse to come. And then the king sends the servants back out, and he tells them to go to the streets, right? Go where the least likely are to come from. The least of these are found, and they invite them to the kingdom, to come to the kingdom, invite them to come to the table of the kingdom, invite them to come to this this wedding banquet. Just like God ordered the universe which is spoken into existence at his command the same god who designed who designed the universe designs his church god's design for his church is that we might be a fellowship of or a people of difference in the uh, in the ESV in 1 John chapter 3 verse 1 it says see what kind of love the father has given to us that we should be called children of God and the NIV it says see what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God it's like Colleen's gravy at Thanksgiving it is poured upon the mashed potatoes and the turkey and the stuffing Mm. it is lavished upon that meal during that during that fellowship time right god's love is like a Colleen's amazing thanksgiving gravy who's hungry after seeing that <laughs> the fall is coming it's coming it's coming <laughs> In the NIV in John chapter 1, starting in verse 14, it says, The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning Him. He cried out, saying, This is the one I spoke about when I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because He was before me. Out of His fullness... Sorry. Sorry. Out of his fullness, we have all received grace in place of grace already given. The ESV puts it this way, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me, because he was before me. For from his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace and then listen to this from the message we're going to go back to the message paraphrase the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood we saw the glory with our own eyes the one of a kind glory like father like son generous inside and out true from start to finish john pointed him out and called this is the one the one i told you was coming after me but in fact was ahead of me he has always been ahead of me he has always had the first word We all live off his generous abundance, gift after gift after gift. We got the basics from Moses, and then this exuberant giving and receiving, this endless knowing and understanding, all this came through Jesus the Messiah. No one has ever seen God, not so much as a glimpse. This one-of-a-kind God expression who exists at the very heart of the Father has made him plain as day. Grace upon grace, layers of grace is what he's saying. Love upon layers of love, love lavish, love in excess, love wasted for a purpose. It's for a purpose. Why? Maybe um, so that we might be saved. Yeah, sure. But it's so much more than that. It's, it's so that we might be a family, a fellowship, right? A fellowship of difference. And then a, if you'll see down here, a fellowship of difference, The Fellowship of Difference Church is not designed to be where everyone gets their way. That's Burger King, right? I only went to Burger King twice last week. (laughs) It's the only restaurant on post, so sometimes you're forced to go get a Whopper. But that's not the church. Church is where you deny yourself for the sake of others. The church is designed by God as a fellowship. It's a fellowship where all that matters is the one that unites us, Jesus Christ. The one that unites us is greater than anything that could ever divide us. A fellowship where we refuse pettiness and selfishness. Because because those things have no place in the life of a mature believer. God did not design the church to simply be an experience on Sunday. He designed the church to be a fellowship of of difference. With the T. All carrying out a single mission all following the same lord all aligned against a common enemy because we all need god and we all need we all need each other this is a picture of paratroopers in world war ii on the right you have what they looked like before they were about to jump and on the left is them now i thought that was a neat picture and to illustrate to further illustrate when you think about world war ii in particular, it took Japan bombing Pearl Harbor t- for the to t- to involve the U.S. in a war that, up until Pearl Harbor, we had we had been very hesitant to engage in, right? Um, but the U.S. now, after after Pearl Harbor, had a common enemy. the The Axis powers were now our common enemy, and so the Allied powers uh, of the U.S. and the England and the Soviet Union they come together. Um, what else could have, what else could have brought these countries together other than having the same common enemy and a single minded mission they were a fellowship a fellowship of difference as a church we have one common enemy but more importantly, we have one singular focus and that is Jesus right as we 've read today um, earlier he came down and he became one of us. Um, to show us an example of how we can be a fellowship of different people but united in one common goal. And I believe that we are I believe that we are in one of the greatest awakenings, if not the greatest awakening that the earth's population has ever experienced. People are waking up to the truth, but more importantly people are seeing evil and Satan our common enemy. They're seeing him firsthand. And it is now that so many people are waking up to seeing God for the first time. It is an incredibly difficult but amazing time to be living in, if you think about it. And that's right now. And we should be fighting daily to go out into the streets yelling for the freaks, for the oddities, and for the misfits like us, right? To join our fellowship Our fellowship of difference Um, will you pray with me god we're i'm just going to ask you for the strength that we understand um we understand your mission of of going out while we have the opportunity while we have such a unique time in history to go out into the streets to tell people that that they can come to your to your table to the to to your kingdom and and that we um, that we have an inkling of an understanding of what that actually means that um, that by letting opportunities pass us by that they that we may we might never get them back um, and I pray that we we have an understanding of what that means and that we can truly draw from your word and the scriptures that we've read today and and go out and say um guys come to come to come to this table where you'll find out the world is upside down and and and, and you are right side up father i uh, just thank you for for that message and 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 uh, pray praying for that strength and thank you for your strength because where we are weak uh, you show us how strong you are in jesus name amen all right. So, last slide here. I got this off of off of uh, one of my uh, what do we call it? Where we get, the Gab Artist Block. They have some great.